Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book artist and wonderfully incandescent human being, Rosie Alexander, about what comics she would take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, today, Monday 8th of April, Rosie and I launch our colourful all-ages sci-fi adventure comic on Kickstarter called Saffron, Spacetime Academy Adventures. The story follows Saffron Sizemore, a nine-year-old girl who falls through a wormhole whilst on holiday and suddenly appears at the Spacetime Academy for fundamental representatives of Nexus, or, completely coincidentally, Saffron for short. Once at Saffron the Academy... Saffron, the girl, manages to enlist herself into the academy, and as well as training to become a space-time officer, she tries to find her way back home, but no one knows where, or even when, Earth is. If that sounds good to you, or you think your daughter, son, niece, or nephew would like that sort of thing as a present, then be sure to search for Saffron on Kickstarter, or click the link in the show notes. Finally, if you do enjoy the show today, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps others aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Rosie Alexander. Hi, Sam. (laughs) How's it going? Good, good. I'm all good. I'm in the studio with my puppy at the moment, and he's just decided to wake up, so hurrah. What's his name? (laughs) Uh, Leo. And he's quite a hefty beagle, actually. Like, there was nice. only, like, two in his litter, so I think he got most of the milk. Um, awesome. Yeah. So he's yeah. a strong lad. Yeah, yeah, he pulls me around the park more times than I can say. And he nearly pulled my mum over the other day, which is oh uh, quite, quite funny. Well, beagles are pretty strong, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Leo especially is. Um, he's, a, he's a hefty boy. <laughs> Brute. Um, <laughs> excellent. Is that why you called him Leo? Um, no, uh, we were like, basically a lion. (laughs) (laughs) We were tossing around ideas and we thought maybe like hiccup, um, because obviously I love, uh, you know, Pixar films and things like that. Um, and, oh, I'm sorry, Leo. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, he's whining at me now. Um, yeah, he is a bit of a brute though. (laughs) Legend, legend. Excellent. Um, well, thank you so much for, for coming on to comics for the apocalypse. Um, oh, happy to! Yeah, and it's a, it's a real pleasure to to actually connect with you voice to voice at least. I know we've only we've only ever uh, sort of done secret messages through Twitter, so <laughs> never had any uh, actual vo- vocal cords in the mix. Yeah, that's right. Because um, coming up fairly soon, uh, we're going to be launching our own Kickstarter called Saffron. I know, so oh, excited! Yeah, uh, because we've uh, we've been working on this. Uh, what a few months probably yeah yeah probably now. since uh end of beginning of november end of october something like that yeah yeah yeah, about yeah. um and it, it was really kind of from uh, the little heroes comics anthology um where you've you've done uh my short story uh called the twin paradox haven't you yeah, 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 I have. Sorry, my my puppy keeps like <laughs> whining at me. I'm just oh, so sorry. Hold on. Just it's okay. Come here, come here. 
Oh, yo, 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 yo. You get to have some in-depth puppy talk right now. Um, yeah. Yes, no, Saffron. I'm very excited for it. Uh, yeah, um, for, for, for the listeners out there, look out for Saffron coming on Kickstarter fairly soon. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, just so uh, the listeners uh, who haven't heard of you before, what do you do in the world of comics? Uh, well, um, I recently did a comic with Nick Bryan um, called The Little Deaths of Watson Tower. Yes. Um, which was so fun to do. Honestly, I loved, I loved drawing the characters. It's, it's, it's filled really with like, uh, thank you. It's filled with like skeletons and I got to like design the characters for that. And um, it was really great working with Nick Bryan too. Um, I realized we haven't actually had a, a voice to voice conversation either. I think. Um, it's funny how the modern world works, doesn't it? <laughs> I know everything is sort of just, you know, message here, message there, email, email. Um, but yeah, uh, I really enjoyed making that one too. Um, and I think, you know, secretly we might be making something new as well. So, mm, yeah. Awesome. I so lots, lots going on this year. <laughs> yeah, just yet. Just yet. Yeah, just yet. Um, but uh, for, for the listeners out there, where can people find you? Um, well, I've got my website, uh, rosular.com. Uh, um, it's always a bit hard to say. Rosular, people don't know how to spell it. So it's just rosylah.com. Um, cool. And you can find like lots of character designs and some other bobs on there. Um, but I also mainly go on Instagram. So mm-hmm. you just type in Rosie La. Same again, you can find me. And I'm, I'm quite fun sometimes. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of just see, see, seeing your your warm up sketches and stuff like that because you post them, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love um, sort of doing a sort of start to finish. Um, I think a lot of the time as well I mean I I love looking at that from artists I follow too so I'm kind of like oh you know maybe you want to see what I do so that's kind of um, why you know I like the development of things Mm. and I like to share that so yeah Yeah. it's really really good so everybody out there go go check out rosylar.com and rosylar on there on social media, <laughs> uh, Instagram and Twitter and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Um, so what type of apocalypse would you like to be in or what type of apocalypse do you think you'd survive in? <laughs> um, when you first, when I, when I first thought of that question, um, I have the sneaking suspicion I wouldn't survive at all, honestly. I think oh, I, I think would be dead within yourself. like... <laughs> I think it would be out of sheer luck that I survived anything. Um, and if, it, if there were there was one that I survived, maybe it would be like Moon, although that isn't quite uh, Apocalypse. You know, like Moon with uh, Sam Rock- Rockwell? Yes. Yeah, where, um, where, where he's on he's his like, own on a base in the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe like uh, sort of Zero Dawn Horizon, um, yeah. like when they all go in the bunker and they're just in there. I could probably survive that, but you, it's never... Um, uh, very successful is it when people are like locked away they kind yeah, of all go well, mad and kill each other confinement so. is not is not <laughs> conducive to staying sane basically no. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh so let's 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 go go with that and you're you're essentially okay. trapped in a in a bunker um it's a, oh, let's God, say it's yeah. a nuclear fallout you're trapped in a bunker mm-hmm. with a group of people um before we get into mm-hmm. our first question in regards to comics um what what would kind of be your strategy for kind of surviving <laughs> in there um probably 
make friends with everyone first. So they didn't think I was going to try and like mug them off or kill them in their sleep. Mm. Um, and then try and secretly hoard as much food as possible. Because I mean, <laughs> that's going to be the way that you survive, I think. Um, I say, so. Long game. You know. <laughs> yeah, and maybe like lock myself in a room in the bunker so they can't kind of get in. Right. Maybe. At but some then point, I'd probably go insane, so who knows. Yeah. It's, a, it's a tough one. but uh, It really yeah. is. Yeah, I, I have no faith in my survival skills. I feel like I just die <laughs> straight away. I, I, I reckon the human spirit is, uh, is stronger than that. So I reckon you'd surprise yeah. yourself. And uh, yeah, you'd do well, I think. I reckon. Um, so, I'm glad that um, you have every hope. <laughs> I'm, I'm very positive and, and optimistic of people because um, uh, I, I don't know. Just people surprise you, you know, um, in those kind yeah. of live or die situations. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. Um, but uh, one night in this crazy nuclear bunker that you've ended up in, um, yeah. the the subject of comics comes up, and the, the first question that comes up is, "What's the first comic you remember enjoying?" Oh, um, well, the first comic that I remember actually um, picking up, I was probably about three and I was in um, a supermarket and I was just wandering around. Um, although I'm, I'm sure I was delusional about it considering I was three years old, but I'm sure it was like a Jurassic Park um, awesome. comic <laughs> with like uh, peel off stickers and you kind of could like show where the dinosaurs were going or something like that. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was just really into it <laughs> when I was three. Um but other than that, I think maybe, um, like, uh, Garfield, I Hate Mondays. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, well <laughs> into that. Um, and uh, do, you, do you kind of remember any specific stories of, of Garfield that kind of, you know, stood out to you? Well, I think it was always just the, um, the monotone conversations that uh, the dude would have with Garfield, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, this is such an elegant, wonderful meal we're having and Garfield's just eating, eating and like, what? I don't understand. I, I always really love the short, punchy comics like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the traditional comic strips, it's just, oh, they're, they're great and they're absolute classics. Um, and a, and a, fu- a funny story about Garfield, actually, is oh, yeah. that my, my sister, um, she was quite into the Beano and um, there was a competition to do like a, just a three-panel strip um you know you'd write a, a script for it and then it'd be made in the comic oh um, you know i think and somebody um entered this strip and won um and then they published it yeah and, everything. and then my sister realized that it was actually a garfield story that somebody oh, had just written shit. down and sent it into the competition <laughs> <laughs> and had won. Um, and then, yes, but she ended up winning something because of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> somebody would just literally plagiarise Garfield and put it in the veto. See, that's um, the wonder of, like, pre-internet stuff, isn't it? Like, yes. you, you know, nothing uh, would go... Uh, a miss these days it would instantly be posted online and people would be like oh my god that's garfield but back in the heyday like you'd just be able Take to weeks. fob off anything oh pretty much yeah yeah <laughs> um it's uh it's crazy but uh so you so the first comic you remember enjoying is is pretty much garfield um and you yeah, still enjoy it to this yeah. day um i do when i was i kind of had a little um memory trip uh going online like looking at some of 
the comics and I saw the front cover and I was like oh my god I remember this so much um yeah and it kind of just sent me down a rabbit hole of sort of spending about an hour just reading all these different comics um from Garfield and yeah like secretly a massive fan awesome (laughs) um and then talking of funny comics the next question that comes up is Mm -hmm. what's the funniest or comic that made you laugh out loud the most Oh my god, uh, Kate Beaton's Hark a Vagrant webcomic. Um, that was another rabbit hole I went down the other day as well. Um, it's all like online, um, and I think I remember really getting into it. It's probably like 15, 16. Um, and my friend, uh, Charlie, she, she's like phenomenal with um, sort of the premonition of what's good. Like she'll be a, a, ahead of the curve like all the time. Oh, she's and she's a phenomenal people. poet too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd I'd be like, oh, so what? You know, what's happening? She just like lay all these things on my lap, and I'm like, wow. But yeah, Hark a Vagrant. It's just so so funny. I think it's probably the historical humor of it. I mean, um, the first comic that's on the website uh, is um, about Duchamp. Um, you know, the guy who's like, I want to have a toilet seat, and it's not a toilet seat, and you know, he he was like. Such a great artist, just to sort right. of um, make a joke out of anything, mm. but with a completely deadpan face. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's like uh, in the comic um, at the dinner table with his wife, and he's like, oh, "I want to have a breakfast, and I'm going to eat it with a shoe." Oh, would you like a shoe? Like, I mean, it's um, it's ridiculous in the retelling, but so funny. Oh, like, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I I went on there before uh, before we came on. Um, and there oh, yeah. was one because um, there's a random button on the website, which I think is a, yeah, it's a great yeah, it's idea great. for for web comics, particularly like this. Not necessarily for kind of a continuous story, but for a web comic like this, <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. Um, where mm. you've you've got um, kind of George Washington at the front of, kind of like <laughs> regular dinghy. But yeah. you've kind of got like Ben Franklin and like some of the other founding fathers like just about to kick him into the <laughs> into the sea, basically. <laughs> it's just just stuff like that. It's just funny. Um so yeah, everybody definitely go check out Hark, a vagrant yeah, uh, by she... Kate Beaton. Yeah, yeah she's it's... she's fantastic. <laughs> uh do you know what else she's done? Um My God, I'm awful. I don't. I've got gone a complete blank. Um, oh, that's all good. You don't you don't have to do absolutely everything. I'm sure if people go to go to the website, if you Google Hark, yeah, yeah. a vagrant, I'm sure all of her stuff is up there because I'm, I'm oh, sure that's so got awful. Some, I'm such got a massive fan. Stuff. I know nothing else. Oh, it's all good. It's <laughs> all good. Excellent. Um, so um, the next question that comes mm. up is: What's the saddest or most upsetting comic that you've read? Oh. Um, yes, changing gears quite a bit. I know. It's like, oh, straight down to the sad. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking through um, all the comics that I had in my house, like reading through which ones I liked and didn't. Um, I found a, a small one um, by Pascal Girard or Girard, Girard, yeah, Pascal Girard. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty bad at pronunciation. Um, called Nicholas. And um, I reread it uh, last night and it's it's just it's so sweet. Um, And it talks about uh, sort of the loss of his brother when he was too young to kind of 
really understand what that meant. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like uh, there's a scene in it where, I mean, it's really simply drawn as well. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like uh, poignant to the point uh, drawings that don't have much fluff around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, uh, it says funeral and he's, he's just sort of stood there with his dad next to him and someone's like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. And he's just kind of like twiddling his thumbs. He doesn't really understand. And then, uh, it's Christmas and he's, um, like, Oh my God, I got all these gifts. It's amazing. And he's like, why aren't you happy? Like, why don't you, why aren't you happy with me to his parents? Um, and it's kind of like that progression, uh, through his life. Um, and I mean the guilt of that, you know, and kind of being, knowing you're too young to really understand it, but still having the guilt of that. Um, and honestly, like it, it was, Oh, it chokes me up now. Like it's, it's so sweet. And it's only like, well, like 40 pages long. It's not long at all. Um, but I did see that he's uh, republished it. So Right. I, I really think people should go and have a look at that. So it's available now. That's great. Yeah. Um, so that's Nicolas by Pascal Girard. Yeah. Well, it's probably uh, Girard. Um, yeah, I suspect. Because yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's no uh, there's no vowel after the mm-hmm. consonant. Uh, my wife's French, so oh, <laughs> kind of, uh, that's why she should know then. Know, bits of bits of French and stuff. Maybe you can just um, super, superimpose her voice, like pronouncing it right. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there we go. Well, <laughs> uh, I'll try and put that into the edit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's an incredible um, story, and it's very very insightful. Um, oh. I um, I lost my uh, my father when I was eight. You see, oh. um, so I can kind of relate to that. Um, in that, you know, you are too young to really understand, and mm. you know, you don't, you don't really get it until you are older. Um, I mean, at the time, you know, you, you don't know any better. Essentially, kind of through yeah. your teenage years, certainly, um, and then kind of when you do start to, you know, properly understand, kind of, you know, death and mm. things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was probably around uni that I started to. To fully understand the kind of the loss of it all, almost, yeah. you know, um, just because you're meeting new people and they're kind of telling you about their lives and things like that. Because when you're at school, you don't really kind of ask about other people's families. You, you, you kind of interact with other people's families. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, uh, just at uni, it was really kind of uh, it came to a point where I started to understand that and tried to understand it because he took his own life, you see. Um, so, um, yeah, and kind of, you try and kind of understand that so I can completely relate to that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad, but, um, it's, it's also, it's really important to kind of understand all of this as well. And I suspect it was quite a bit of uh, closure for Pascal to write that book. Yeah, I, I really think so. And especially like, um, sort of republishing it too. I think, um, having mm. such a, even without a good response to the comic, you know, I think um, knowing that it's well received as well, it kind of, it just makes it okay, you know, whatever you thought, even if you sort of felt guilty or, you know, any any of those feelings, we all know that it's it's okay to feel what you feel, you know, and okay. com- comics are the best way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, so changing emotions again. Yes. Uh, the, the next question <laughs> that comes up is uh, what's the scariest or most horrifying comic? Oh, 
Um, well, uh, I, I put Black Hole um, by uh, Charles Burns, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it is scary, um, but it's, I mean, I love horror. I love uh, sort of, you know, horrific stories, um, mm. despite how, you know, bright and colourful and bouncy my artwork is. Um, I love true crime and I love sort of uh, murder mysteries and uh, historical horror and things like that. So um, Charles Burns, I mean, he, he draws in such a way that it's like uh, otherworldly. He, he kind of makes um, sort of like a drug illusion on the page. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and wow. so it's, it's, it's more for the gory sexuality of Black Hole that I really love it. Mm. Um, and plus it's such a nice book as well. I mean, us, us comic people, we love to have a good book to feel, you know. It's oh, all yeah, about totally. the tangibility of it, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, but I also thought of as well, like what I really enjoyed was From Hell by Alan Moore and Eddie yeah. Campbell. Um, yeah. Yeah. Massive. Classic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can't go anywhere without sort of recognizing that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it all, like, the, the whole idea of like what horror really scared me, what really sort of sent me chills throughout my life um and have you ever seen uh saturn devouring his son by goya it's it's a painting um it's yeah. one of the black paintings tell you what i, I hadn't but i googled it yeah right and i'm actually horrified <laughs> it's 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 so scary yeah. um and uh that is actually part of um his his series of uh, the black paintings um, and so there's probably about like eight or 10 paintings, I think. And they're all like that. And they were all done in his later life. Um, and all done on his walls, like they're murals. They're not like, you know, sort of a painting to hang. And it was when he was starting to lose his sight and he wasn't seeing anyone. And he, so all these paintings were just for him. You know, that's, wow. that's the more terrifying part of it, I think. Ooh, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He was just living in this kind of, oh, I'm getting goose pimples now. <laughs> <laughs> totally i mean it that's that is horrifying yeah. but, you know he's just kind of painting these crazy weird things but i guess kind of in a way you know it's as you were saying before you know you just gotta get down you you can't help what feel what you feel um yeah. and if that's how you feel you know i guess and as long as he's not harming anybody mm. <laughs> whatever I, guess. I mean i i can't i can't think towards his actual lifestyle other than the fact yeah. that he he was doing great, like happy paintings, and then suddenly he starts to lose his sight and his hearing, and that's oh, all right. he did. So, um, you know, hopefully he didn't harm anyone. I mean, there are definitely other artists yeah. who did, but <laughs> yes, there are. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully he didn't. But you can kind yeah. of understand that after kind of you know almost a lifetime of uh, you know having your sight and drawing, yeah, and the celebration of it too. I mean, and then. When you, um, you know, you, you love the arts and you love music and, and for, for sight and sound to go, like, that must be sort of your own inner turmoil itself. It must be horrible. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, the, the next question that comes up in the bunker uh-huh. is, uh, what's, the, what's the most meaningful comic to you? Oh, people are going to slap me silly for this. Um Cardcaptor Sakura um, by Clamp. Awesome. <laughs> right? Ah, oh, so good, so good. Um, and I'm, 
I'm I'm not embarrassed to talk about it because seriously, like this this comic, this anime, the manga, like it's been a part of my life for, since I was such a youngling, um, awesome. and it was the first real organic look into anime, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was all created by women, like ah. Even as a kid, I was, yeah, even as a kid, I was such a, had such a strong sense of like female empowerment. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, oh my God, it's four women making this art and it's so beautiful. And oh, they've got all these lyrical stories and wow. And it's like tarot cards and magic. Like I, I loved it. And um, I mean, I I have to have a good sort of um, artistic nod to it too, because I mean, that's the first step that I definitely, uh, is why I love drawing the kind of work that I do now. I mean, I still have like um, uh, sort of card captor artwork books on my desk. Like I've got them oh. here. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's it's why I love like art, I think. And That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, like people across the globe love it too. So it's oh, nice totally. to share that with everyone. Absolutely, and and for anybody out there that hasn't come across it, what's the what's the story like the setting? Oh, it's everything? great. It's it's like a it's it's like a ten year old girl, um, uh, and she discovers this magical book called uh, like the Clow Cards or the Clow Cards, um, and it's like a a whole deck of like tarot cards and she accidentally releases them into the world and she has to just go and sort of collect them. It's a bit like Pokemon, but like. Mm. I'm going to say a better version of Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I know. exploded. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to be shot, like, in a month, you know, very, very soon. Um, but, I mean, just the creativity of it, like, all these different uh, sort of monsters and beautiful yeah. creatures that she has to go and find. And there's such a wonderful uh, sort of dynamic between all the characters, too. And, um, I mean... Even for then, like, uh, sort of the, the social dynamics were amazing. Uh, I mean, they kind of did, like, an English version of it, like an, an American English anime version of it, which only had, like, 27 episodes uh, of, like, the anime, when actually there's, like, 73 episodes, and it's all about how, um, you know, people fall in love, and it's all about sort of growing up, and, you know, Japanese animes and manga, they really, they kind of... They love um, understanding that, like in a different yeah. way than we do. We kind of shelter. They don't hold back. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Basically, which I, which is a good thing. I think. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, um, the whole side of like manga too, like it's fascinating and it's so like bizarro and creepy. And I mean, I I love all the movies that have come out. I mean, these are the things that I would watch when I was younger, like you know, Perfect Blue and Akira and all these like really bizarre films um and it's kind of like my interest in films now it, it, it was very much the core of that is what i love now i mean have you seen a, a bit of a leap but have you seen enter the void enter the void no I, it, uh, it's by uh, jasper no um okay. and honestly i mean it's a drug trip of a film awesome but yeah uh it's the, it's the best like first person visual uh like cinematic experience that I've ever seen Mm. Um, but it's it's kind of like that is so much in anime these days too you know I love that link between them sort of experiencing and showing loads of artwork 
Sorry, can you hear my puppy right now? He's like, yeah, I can. It's all good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. just adds adds to the atmosphere, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, card captor Sakura. Um, I definitely remember the anime um, when I was uh, when I was in my teenage years, actually, probably. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I just remember it kind of being vivid. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely it's really bright and colourful, and lots going yes. on. <laughs> absolutely um and so that's what really kind of set you off on this journey yeah yeah um i mean there were always uh like comics sort of strewn around the house my brother was a big fan of uh, judge dread so i loved that too awesome. mm. um and it goes hand in hand with all the weird films that they'd make me watch when i was a really young person as well <laughs> right i've got a lot of older siblings so i was like the youngest so when they um were watching films and i kind of waddle downstairs they'd be like oh just just stay and watch this so we'd be watching like nightmare on elm street when i was like four um mm. <laughs> and uh you know like yeah it it, it had an impact yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wouldn't change it for the world i love all the things mm. that i love now you know i don't feel like i was destroyed in any way um yeah. i'd like to we i like weaving all that into the work that i want to make you know so it's, it's all a big influence Awesome. I mean, uh, considering you've kind of, sounds like you've got uh, quite an eclectic view of the uh, (laughs) comics and uh, TV and everything. Uh, What's the most underrated comic that you've read? Ah, um, I think I'll go with French Milk by Lucy Kinsley. Um, Yeah, she's like an American artist. And she's done loads and loads of like uh, comics since then. Um, I follow her on Instagram and kind of a bit of a stalker really mm-hmm. um but the main thing is like no one has ever seemed to have read it have you did you i, I, I actually haven't no not yet <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, did, I, I did look at it um before beforehand but uh, yeah. yeah i'm yet to read it yeah i see anyone i um talk to about it i'm like oh this is amazing and i remember being at uni and being like oh you should read this and they were like what um so the amount of times i lent it out i think it's been through so many hands um so lots of DNA on that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, it's, it's such a joyous uh, travel diary. Um, hold on, I'm just popping my puppy down. I've been holding him for a while. Ah, um, yeah, and the artist draws, draws in such a free sort of loosey-goosey way. Mm. Um, and it's so wonderfully conversational as well. Um, like it, I, it won't blow your mind, uh, but it's just severely undermentioned, really. Hmm. Um, so what's the setting with that oh well she um it's like her first trip to france because her oh her her mum is french (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, (laughs) so she goes visits and it's just like a sort of a a travel diary about her experiences and the people that she sees and it's kind of like interwoven with like photographs as well um and yeah it's just it's like going on an adventure with someone uh even if you're like alone in your house and you're you're reading it you're like oh yeah i'm I'm traveling with a friend right now um and i mean all of all of lucy kinsley's stuff is just amazing and so conversational and enlightening and she sees the the, sees the little things that we all see you know Mm. um so yeah i i thoroughly recommend her like top notch she's amazing wonderful and that's french milk um for for any listeners that uh, didn't catch it the first time um so google that and i'm sure it will come up yeah um, and so the the conversation comes on to the big question 
which is okay. for you, what's the best comic of all time? Oh, God, I feel so stumped on this. <laughs> mm. Like, I, I, I feel like I haven't been able to read as many comics or know enough about, like, the world yet to really answer that. Um, I mean, best comic. It's such a hard question to answer. Yeah, it's really difficult. It really is. I mean, what what would yours be? Uh, mine's my, mine's top secret for now. Oh. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't I, lockdown. I, I, I don't reveal reveal that um, for, <laughs> for the time being. I will do one day, I think. But uh, yeah, and um, as kind of people have said in the past, it. Yeah. If you ask this question at different points in your life, it's going to be different. The yeah. answer so you know don't feel as though this is going to be your hard and fast answer for all time <laughs> uh, but it's just up to this point in your in kind of your uh, reading experience of comics well um i really loved spinning did you ever read that one spinning yeah no go on. um bear with me a second i've got it right here great Right. Yeah, I'm back now. Um, yeah, Spinning by Tilly Walden. Right. It's fantastic. Seriously. Um, I mean, I kind of, I didn't mention it in any of the other questions because I was kind of like, it doesn't really fit into any of them. Um, mm. But it's uh, it, it's a little bit like French milk in the way that it's kind of an, in, an in-depth, you know, just looking into sort of how someone lives. But it's kind of like a conversation on... Um, this girl who's like a like an illustrator but also like an ice skater mm-hmm. yeah um and she illustrates it in such a beautiful way I kind of I, I kind of feel like people should just go and read it without me having to like say much more about it because it um it's yeah it's it's a memory lane for someone and I always mm-hmm. really yeah I like I like people's stories I like people's memories especially when it's you know, real. Yeah. Yeah. I was just no help there at all. Re- <laughs> no, no, it's all good. So, so it's called spinning. Yeah. I mean, sorry, who was the artist? Uh, Tilly Walden. Tilly Walden. Yeah. Great. Um, so yeah, definitely go go check that out and see see if it's your bag. Um, and uh, yeah, um, that sounds really really interesting. And it's just is it is it it's really the art that jumps out to you. With that, as well as the fact that it obviously has a lot of base in reality. Yeah, it's just, um, it's it's just, it, it's really real. I think that's probably like the most apt description for it, you know. Um, and when you're reading a comic, you just want to sort of be transported, and knowing that it's someone's personal story, you know, however hard or whatever it is, you can kind of, I don't know, you learn you learn a little bit more about yourself. I think. And it's that Brilliant. quality that I like in a comic, nice. I think. Yeah. Excellent. That's definitely a good reason to make it the best <laughs> comic of all time. Yeah. That's great. I, I, I can be eloquent when I want to be. <laughs> yeah, totally. You did it. Um, so uh, the the next question that comes up is, so if you could take only take one comic from your list, which would it be? <laughs> oh, Sakura card captor, hands awesome. down. Like seriously, <laughs> I would just be ogling that the whole time. Happy is happy, happy Larry. Like honestly, I would. That's my that's my vote. <laughs> awesome. So you've got that. How big is that? 
Uh, it's actually it's quite hefty. Yeah, um, I was going to say it must be big. Yeah, I mean, most yeah. most mangas are, but yeah, I mean, I mean, when it was first published, it was all just in like really tiny, skinny, um, sort of you know, uh, standard format of comics. But right. yeah, when it's squashed down into an actual manga, it's like nice, hefty book. So at least it's a nice long read. You know, yeah, exactly. it's going to pass the time. <laughs> as well, yeah. Isn't it? Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, we're, we're coming back to to reality a bit here in oh, your nuclear right. bunker. Okay. In that, you know, what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to <laughs> to take into the apocalypse with you? Considering I don't think I would survive the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're giving you every chance. Here. Oh yeah. Well, if we're gonna. Uh, go back into sort of the lucid reality of uh, apocalypse. I genuinely wrote down uh, Harry's invisibility cloak. Like that's awesome. that's that's what's going to save you, right? <laughs> that or like I don't know some water. I feel like that's going to take you pretty far. Yes, definitely. Infinite, Being infinite, able to hide and everything. Yeah, that's great. So like you could use that um, to kind of you know hoard food. Yeah, and evade people too. Like you know, totally. what if what if in this bunker the like zombies or something comes in? I'm I'm pretty safe. Like you know, very safe, absolutely. Or I could just do some it. really great magician tricks as well. You know, yeah. you could entertain the kids. <laughs> you know, really kind of put on a show. Yeah, entertainment um, value tenfold. Yeah, exactly. And then kind of you know you got to you got to pay with like two sandwiches to get. Oh yeah, yeah. Or something, so you can hoard <laughs> even more food. Like, where did she go? Oh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on Comics for the Apocalypse, Rosie. Oh, it's been um, a pleasure. Yeah, it really has been. It's been nice to uh, to finally properly catch up and uh, yeah, have an actual and conversation. Out, yeah, an actual <laughs> conversation. Find out more about you and kind of insights into how. Uh, you came to be the artist and creator that you are. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it is, it's really interesting to see um, everybody's uh, choices and kind of, uh, particularly kind of the the question of most meaningful comic um, yeah. and kind of, you know, how that leads people into the area of comics that they're in. Um, because comics is so vast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really interesting to kind of see the, the genesis and kind of the development of it all through through people's choices yeah. so so thank you so much um and uh just for for the listeners one more time where can people find you ah well um just search for me on instagram uh rosie la or on twitter rosie la studio um because i like to sound fancy mm-hmm. um or obviously just my website which is uh, com. Um, and yeah, I mean, some new stuff should be coming on there pretty soon. And obviously, our comic together. So awesome. that's exciting. Very. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Because, um, uh, yeah, Kickstarter can be fickle. But I'm, I'm you know, quietly confident that we're going to make it. And, yeah. Uh, it's going to um, be it's going to be stylish, I think. It's going to be cool. Very stylish. That's yeah. all down to you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you've you've done a sterling job um with, with everything that i've seen so um it's absolutely fantastic um so um rosie thank you again so much for being on comics for the apocalypse um and uh, yeah hopefully i get to see you at a con soon wicked yeah that would be have you, awesome. have you got any planned for this year by the way well i really wanted to go to the one that the 
chap mentioned um, in your previous podcast. Ah, True Believers. Yeah, yeah. like because uh, um, Nick Bryan's going to that as well. I know you going uh, to that. Like, but I'm just too far down south and I can't get up there. So I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit of a mission from from Ipswich, right? You're yeah, kind of yeah. Based, it's right? quite so, quite quite a trek. Literally uh, the other side of the country, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to, but I mean, unless I could like fly there, you know, or yeah. something, that would be, yeah. Private jet, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh, just, helicopter, just... whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got a dream. You got a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Fantastic. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll, I'll see you at one sooner rather than later. Um, and, and we can actually have a face-to-face interaction. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, thanks again, Rosie. And uh, I hope to see you soon. All right, then. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> thanks again to Rosie for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. I had an absolute blast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps others aware of the show as well. And if you'd like to check out Rosie's work or follow her on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all of our own links to the various areas of the internet. And lastly, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.